Yep. All right. Hello, dummies. Welcome to This is Smart Thoughts, Dumb People. My name is Drew Rosine, and I will be moderating tonight. And I am here with... Kyle Gallion. Andrew Hester. Christina Kuma. All right, and these are our dummy panels with uh, for you tonight. Um, Christine, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Let's recap, because it's good to know not only where your favorite Smarties are going, but where they've been. I can show you the world. Harvey Milk opened Kyle's eyes when he watched a critically acclaimed movie and found a deeper understanding of the issues facing the LGBTQ community. Still in the box office vein, Drew clued us into the movie At Pupil, Secret Nazis. You should give it a look. Christine said she needs... That was, that was me. We keep going. <laughs> Christine <laughs> said she needs to grow as an ally and would love to be booed up with RuPaul. Not catching fire. Wait, that didn't make any sense because I totally butchered that joke. Um, and <laughs> swoon alert, Andrew would marry Elton John. Swoon indeed. I mean, who wouldn't though, right? I mean, really, right? So now we're going to move on to our, a little bit of our yester week portion. This is uh, a little recap of just the last week of news events. And God knows in this day and age in 2020, every two hours is a completely different news cycle. Um, so first off, I'd like to talk about the Russian bounties mm -hmm. on the heads of American officers. That seems to be a massive topic that I'm not seeing a lot of conservative media speaking on. Shocker. And if they are, they're speaking on it from a man, from a, a position or a perspective that um, we just don't know if this is true yet. We don't know if it's true. We don't believe that this is true. Blah blah. So, or or we don't. No, uh, we don't believe he had any knowledge of this. So either A, he had knowledge of it. I mean, or neither B, scenario is really ideal or B, for him Or B, he had no knowledge situation. of it, and if he has no knowledge, he's incompetent of it. Right. If he had knowledge and did nothing, which right. there's, is what they're saying, then he is incompetent. It, or, or actually, that, no, he's not incompetent, sorry. If he had knowledge, if he knew about it happening and did nothing to stop it, then he is legitimately a traitor to this nation. Yes. Well, if he didn't know about it because of whatever reason they're saying that he doesn't read his uh, PDBs or PBDs or whatever but they're called, the presidential P daily briefings. PBD, yes. Yeah. Um, that he doesn't read those. And that's where the intelligence communities communicate national secure threats, like threats of national security to the president is in that document every single day. If he's not reading that and he's not doing his job as the president, then he's just incompetent and is equally as dangerous as a traitor. Well, he's a stable genius, so he doesn't need to read anything. I mean, he has demonstrated time and time like the word and stable time. has taken on a totally new meaning. Yeah. Uh, yes, indeed. A, a horse lot stable of words maybe. have taken on a whole new meaning under the Trump administration. Kobefefe. <laughs> you were saying Kyle. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm, I'll bring up a time and time. Oh, yeah. Time and time again, he has demonstrated that he does not feel uh, he needs to be educated because he thinks he can rely on his own instincts on which to react uh, or, or which to act. Uh, for instance, his uh, meeting uh, face to face with Kim Jong-un, they uh, top uh, advisors of Trump's tried to speak with him about uh, various um points of how to deal specifically with Kim Jong-un and 
uh, Trump was pretty much just like, nah, I'm going to kind of do, I'm just going to feel it in the, yeah, I'm going to feel it in the moment and just like, I'll be able to size them up in a couple of minutes. And like, there's like this international, like horrifying dictator, like, uh, horrifying, horrifying dictator. Um, and the fact that he thinks he can just like measure him up in a couple of minutes uh, is both laughable and horrifying simultaneously. I believe well, I think he does the same thing with Putin too, though. He does. Like, I mean, and like, well, honestly, actually, I think he does worse with Putin because Putin basically just walks all over Donald Trump, um, in a manner of speaking. He just like, I mean, he's getting everything he ever wished for. We left. We're we're withdrawing troops from Af- Afghanistan, which which Russia has wanted for decades. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we withdrew troops from Turkey that allowed Russia to come in and and kind of. Uh, take over via Erdogan or whatever his name, Erdogan or however you pronounce it. Erdogan. Whatever. Erdogan. <laughs> sure. Erdogan. That makes sense. Um, and the then letters. like, and then uh, the Kurds in Syria, yep. r- like just well, completely dropping the Kurds like a fucking hot potato and being like, no, well, it's fine. We're, we don't need to help you. You were mentioning a few minutes ago that conservative media kind of on mass, we haven't heard much from them. Mm, uh, not along this topic. And uh, it crossed my mind that I swear one Christmas, like conservative media, again, to use the phrase conservative media on mass are just going to like declare Santa Claus real. Like they're it would that not surprise me. They're like that far out to lunch. And kids, I'm sorry if I just like ruined your childhood. Uh, did, you, <laughs> did you hear about the Iran uh, arrest warrant, though? Uh, I to, did. To I did hear about this. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I heard about this right <laughs> as I was walking. Uh, yeah. They said they can't do anything right now. But as soon as he... Uh, Either they say step down, but obviously if he gets reelected, they'll have to wait another four years. If he doesn't, then they're going to do it immediately. But uh, yeah, he'll be prosecuted as soon as he stands down presidency after his term ends. Uh, I mean, it'll be a cold day in hell. Let's be real, guys. Now, Interpol, which is uh, Secret Uh, Service, follow president for life. uh, Like the, I'd let him go. It's called Interpol. uh, Interpol, yeah. Uh, they said that they would not uh, grant this request. Um, this this is probably not going to happen. Um, yeah, it's he's not got happen. enough shit on his plate in just America. He's going down one way or another. All right, we can it doesn't matter what hope. country g- comes for him. Somebody is coming for him. And then let's not forget about white power. Uh, oh oh yeah, yes. that tweet. That tweet. God Almighty. And oh, his right. response, or should I say, Kaylee McEnany's the right. uh, White House press secretary's response the following day or maybe even that day, that afternoon, was something to the effect of he didn't hear that phrase. And I'm like, yeah. that's, 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 that, that was like video. incredibly prominent within <laughs> it's, the video. It's literally like, the first like five seconds of the video and it's shouted. As it's shouted. It like, might yeah. be one of the loudest things said right. throughout the entire video. I, I couldn't believe it. I, and, and by and, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I don't believe the response from the White House. Right. Like, well, how, and the fact of that he, he left it. it up for like six hours, well, seven hours. That. And according again, according to the White House, they were trying to reach him. But guess where Trump was Golfing. on the golf course in Virginia and not doing his job. This is America. This is apparently America now. Yes. I also um, got a new table and chairs. So there's some optimism. We have well, discussed good. the fact that <laughs> yesterday good. can include personal items. So uh, that's fair enough. Uh, I I helped. That's, that's news to us at least. Oh, this is kind of a fun story regarding furniture from my last week. Uh, so my brother uh, needed some furniture. He just moved back from Tampa, 
and we were uh, in North Tulsa uh, um, at uh, his storage unit um, getting some furniture out and across the storage facility there was uh, uh, two men um, unloading some some furniture of their own into their own storage unit and we just got to started up a conversation with them and they uh, asked if they wanted to sell any of it and we bought some of the furniture some of their furniture right on the spot and then we also said hey do you happen to have a couch my brother could use a couch and they said actually back of the house we're getting ready to bring a couch right up here you want it and we're like well maybe let's go check the condition of it so we went over and checked this couch out bought it for 50 bucks it was a great like plush huge couch um, and they were uh, if they uh, they weren't decided whether or not the couch was going to either go into storage or the next day move to Tampa. And my brother just moved back from Tampa. So, like, it was, weird. like, the weird coincidence of this couch, like, either way ending in Tampa or ending with somebody related or... to – Well, ending re- related somehow to Tampa. Yeah. It was just, like, very odd the way it worked out. Uh, anyway. Well – I'm going to take that, story. take that moment and segue <laughs> right into our Main Street topic, guys. This is our, our main topic of the week. And we are going to be talking tonight about some of the negative effects of technology on the human race and as well as the, the, some of the future effects of future technologies. Um, so like I said before, I want to talk first a little bit about some of the negative effects that we've already started to see, i.e. Uh, increased in in uh, slouching across the board. This is affecting every single age range, but I see it a lot in um, in a lot of my a lot of the kids that I teach on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I see them their posture slowly like kind of curving forward more and more and mm-hmm. more, and I notice it of myself even. And every time I do, I try to make sure that I correct myself and sit oh, up so straight properly, that, and then. Straight. That's just one of the negative effects. What else uh, have you guys noticed that you feel like is attributed to to uh, the growth of technology just in the last 15, 20 years with well, the invention of cell phones and handheld devices? And well, f- like. 40% of the world get their primary news source from Facebook. And I face- believe that. And Facebook is an algorithm-based... Uh, and f- yeah, uh, Facebook is an algorithm-based, uh, you know company or, or, or Apple, what have you. And so they, they have the data to understand what you're going to be interested in. And let's say you're conservative, they're going to have conservative related things. And then so therefore, they don't have a fact checker. So yeah, it can so be we're having m- basically targeted right. media. Right. It's not marketing, it's media. Um, it's direct media. And, and in many ways, we're choosing that because by people we choose to block or right. things we like, the algorithm picks up on things that we're interested in. So this we end up with this I own little bubble. Block anyone. And it and it I divides. Don't block anyone because you cannot do that in real life. That's true. You know, you cannot go to the grocery store and see somebody that you had a fight with two weeks ago and just be like, nope. A no, hundred years ago, we you thought. You walk away from I, them. I just put my hand up in Christine's face like I was blocking her. her Talk you to can't the see hand. That. Sorry, dummies. <laughs> I talked to the hand. <laughs> A hundred oh, years ago, we thought if only we could connect, we can get closer and we can understand. Mm-hmm. And now we're sitting here in this connected world and I you know, think a lot. If only I could disconnect and we could just have a one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oh, sure. there's a study that says when you meet somebody and like there's an attraction to them, it takes 0.4 seconds to, for you to know if you're interested in them. Point four and point four, that doesn't take too long. And then you'll have a conversation. You can spark something that's natural if you had communication skills. Well, our communication skills now are text. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, so sure. we're going to hop on an, a dating app. Right. Well, the new hieroglyphs. Th- then we go on Tinder yeah. and, you know, we're exposed to porn. And so porn makes us want to do stuff. And so it affects relationships. You know, more people are single now than ever. I think it has a lot to do with technology because I think we have these apps where you can just Well, everything get everything off. is on an app and, and, and everything is at your fingertips now. Um, and I think this goes to a little bit of what I was just reading about with like some of the, the advent of new technologies and, and what you were just talking about disengaging from technology. Right. Um, so psychologist Doreen Dod- Dodgen McGee Doggen oh. I can't say. Oh that. yes, McGee dodged um, Gaga wrote, wrote a column for the Washington Post <laughs> um, about the addictive nature of technology. Totally. And she found that on average, U.S. U.S. adult spends 11 hours a day on a computer, a, fo- a phone, an iPad, or on some technological device in some manner. And that's, I mean, it's. I don't know if that necessarily seems like a lot, but that is a lot, right? Well, I mean, think about it. You have your Apple Watch. Okay, and while you have your Apple Watch, you're on your cell phone, and on your cell phone, um, you have your uh, iPad sitting right next to that, and then your laptop sitting right there on the desk while you're oh, watching. I've, I've been guilty of exactly what you're describing. While, while you're watching television, mm-hmm. how many screens do you have in front of you? You end five up having like six. Or you have seven, five you screens have five in front of you. Just person. last night, I posted on Facebook. It's really stupid of me. It's like really kind of shallow, uh, and admittedly, I just did it for likes, like some child. Uh, we all I, do that. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, I posted a, a picture of my computer screen in front of the TV, and also out of frame of the picture was my other phone. So, like, I had four screens in front of my face. Yeah. Like, how unhealthy is that? Uh, you were mentioning, uh, gosh, I forget what you were just mentioning, but it brought up, uh, it, uh, it reminded me about the... Uh, psychological effects. Yeah, because um, it's an addiction. Basically. Well, that's right. Okay, so you were talking about addictions. So you guys know I'm like I'm a total psychology nerd, um, yes. and I like read psychology articles for fun and whatever. I I, I kind of nerd out about that stuff. And um, so there's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. Are you guys familiar with this? Mm-hmm. The DSM, right? So the DSM four did not have um, a very important diagnosis that the DSM-5 that came out in 2015, I'm going to get that wrong, 2015, I think the DSM-5 came out. Um, and the DSM-5 had its new diagnosis, Internet Use Disorder. It's a real thing that you can be diagnosed with now. Um, it's not IUD? S- <laughs> Is yes. that already an acronym for something? No, it's a... U- UTI or something. Whoa, okay, those are different IUD, things. isn't that like a bomb for IUD. war? Well, I mean... I, I, I know where you're talking. I, I know where you're talking. Oh, UTI. Why did I get to there? UTI and yeah, internet use <laughs> disorder. You're Let me drink some more of my cranberry. Peeing burger. on the internet. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and having pain while doing it, apparently. But, I mean, I think there's something to be said, though, about this the addictive nature of technology in sure. general. With, with it. With one. I mean, like, even professional psychologists have been like, there's something wrong with there's society. Like, it became such a problem that they needed to categorize it medically. Right. Like, that's a serious thing. Exactly. Also, patients. Uh, we don't have that anymore. Nope. Like we used to have Amazon. Then we had Amazon Prime. You know, right? And now don't they? Have we like want immediacy. Right. I want Amazon immediate, Super Prime. Immediate now. satisfaction. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, the 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 search for like something like immediate satisfaction. This is I feel like this is something that we are we're as the, as a human race we are doing this to every new technology that we come up with. We want something more immediate than that, and we have this kind of never satiated mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, thirst or mm. hunger or lust for new technologies that will right give word. us that immediate satisfaction even sooner. You know, like the new 5G is supposed to be so much better because it's so much faster than 4G. <laughs> like, you know, but like it also it hinders us long term on things. I, I read a quote in this like I could not believe when I found this. I want to read it to you guys and then I want to tell you the year. This is a Canadian philosopher. His name is uh, Marshall uh, McLuhan. Okay. Okay, so it says, Every extension of mankind, especially te technological extensions, has the effect of amputating or modifying some other extension. The extension of a technology like the automobile amputates the need for highly developed walking culture, which in turn causes cities and countries to develop in different ways. The telephone extends the voice, but it also amputates the art of penmanship. Uh, we have become people who regularly praise extensions and dismiss or minimize all our amputations. That is fascinating. Dismiss yeah. or minimize he wrote that in all 1961. Our amputations. Wow. 1961? He wow. wrote that, yeah. That's crazy. Um, and it's so right and it's so and it's still so so apt and prevalent. Right. It's very applicable. Yeah, very yeah. applicable it's for relevant. today. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. One, um, an IUD is a form of birth control. Oh, you that's guys are what it is. Dummies. <laughs> Not <bomb laughs> and two, I feel like the <laughs> fear. I, as a gay man, I don't know a lot about birth Bob control. I, I love that she like <laughs> saved this for like five minutes. She's like, I'm it's gonna. It's hard to get a word in edgewise with these guys. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, Sorry, Christine. We do not yeah, make it easier um, on her. I feel like the fear of missing out is something that happens with like technology now because you're exposed to everybody's highlight reel of like mm -hmm. what the fuck is happening in their lives, like you're not posting the boring things that are happening. Right. So it right. looks there's like also, everybody is having like, the best like world ever. And you're right. like, why am I depressed when everybody else is doing awesome? Right. Right. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm sad. I'm bored. I'm I go not on. out there having, uh, going on 16 vacations in a month. Right. right. And, and, you know, and being the life of the freaking party. I mean, right. we've seen the suicide rate spike mm -hmm. drastically because people aren't getting likes on social media. Yeah. You right. know, uh, I mean, we've got, 10 and 12 and 14 year old teenagers hanging themselves in closets because they got like a bad comment on a Facebook photo or a TikTok or, or, a TikTok or whatever the or whatever the app on every be. single social media That's thing right. uh, on just any sort of constant media poking at one well, like, two three for instance morning, when we were growing you know, up like, exactly. we could we could that? escape that we could I, come home no. And we could be like, home is the safe zone. Our neighborhood friends it was are hard safe. When we, were, yeah. when we were kids, though, like we, we we didn't have, you know, the closest thing you had to to uh, social media was the AOL chat rooms, and even that and was like that iffy. Was, yeah. That, that, I didn't that even start talking about kids out there. We're talking about the advent of social <laughs> networking. Like the, like beginning of, the beginning of computers as you know them. Well, the internet started right. in 95, and I was yeah. out of school by 2000. And so it was still just kind of a fad. Geezer. Well, it was, it, it was an infant. It was still right. in its infancy. And so yeah. I never had it, it was during high school. Um, <laughs> the internet. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I honestly thought. Wait, it came it out was weird. Like back then, I didn't think it was a big deal no to to learn about it because it was just I didn't like PlayStation or Xbox why would I like old. the internet you know what I mean it's kind of how I looked Locks at changed. it I, when it first came out I just realized that the internet is only 25 years no, old no that's not true the internet's been around a lot longer than that the, the government and the military were using it for have been using it for well, right, right, right. the internet right. as we know it right. has been was uh, released is, under the public in 95. Sure. As as far as technology is concerned, and by the word technology, I mean like fire and stones. It's, as far as technology is concerned, the internet is so 
so much more than just in its infancy. Like it's like barely born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so much has changed in such a short time. I think that's one of the reasons that our psyche has such a difficult time keeping up with it. Uh, gosh, let me, let me see if I can get this right. I, I heard a couple of years ago that we are operating. Um, uh, oh gosh. Um, we're operating uh, software, uh, modern software on the oldest possible hardware. And by hardware, I'm referring to our brains. Mm -hmm. Like w our brains aren't, developed to the point or uh evolved to the point to be able to deal with that much uh input yeah constant input that's right it's crazy well that i mean constant input you just made me think about something that like i i, I f can't remember the exact numbers but like um one of the things that i think that the like social media specifically Facebook, Instagram, the constant nature of those has also diminished people's normal sleeping numbers oh, yeah. down almost to over two hours. So people are have gone from having like eight hours of sleep to having under six and surviving on under six. And your brain needs a certain amount of rest in order to function properly. And I think that may play into, into all of these effects. Yeah, you know? and what Drew was saying about relationships, like. Yeah, okay. Like, I meet this person, and I like this person. Andrew. Or Andrew, sorry. <laughs> I keep interchanging you guys with people. <laughs> um, it's, it's the most. But then you also I'm gonna start to going to see by Andy. all of these other people that you could possibly be with. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to necessarily settle for this person because, mm -hmm. like, look, that person over there the could be better. Like, right. that could potentially be better than this relationship. Right. And so nobody's, like locked in and like you said we're shit no one wants to lock themselves in like, because they're afraid of, of right. making the wrong choice the fear of missing out and it's and FOMO and, well I don't even think it's necessarily the fear of missing out I think it's the it's because I, I think the fear of making the wrong choice is different than necessarily the the, the subconscious thought of missing something like I also think there's an expectation that we right, add the, to the conversation but oh, also right. it's this like conscious I've been judged yeah. now Especially, you know, people in their <laughs> 20s and younger, like, they can't commit because they've been, like we said, judged throughout all of their childhood, like during, you know, junior high and high school uh -huh. and, you know, getting poked and prodded on social media. And so you don't really want to commit to someone because, you know, like, what if someone's going to say something bad about this because of his job or of his, you know, like his stature or a anything, you know what I mean? And so you don't really want to commit because you are looking for the one. You've, you've seen it online it exists well i mean look at all the dating apps that we have available to us i think sure. whether you're gay straight bi trans bear twink it doesn't matter there is an option for you out there oh, yeah. and i mean what is the the farm singles or whatever farmers only dot com only yeah. <laughs> oh my god shout out to farmers, farmers there's even a, even somebody for you but like <laughs> there's there's no reason for anyone to feel like there is an is a societal expectation that you settle down anymore, but especially when you are literally bombarded with a flood of potential mates. But we created this monster, and this will never go away. Like our new oil is data. Oh you sure. Know, mm -hmm. uh, the top two companies, Facebook and uh, and is it Amazon? No, it's uh, Apple. Facebook and Apple. We uh, used to yeah. mine things like coal yeah. Yeah. and gold, and now we mine data. We mine right. information about the people. The fact that, that you want to buy a couch. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. That's what we're harvesting. You right. know, I had a friend over the other day, and we were listening to music, and we're all three homosexual, and I'm going to ask a question. 
with specifically you as a white male and you as a white male, but since you're homosexual and you're straight, okay. when you're listening to music and uh, a commercial comes on, mm-hmm. how many times in a week do you get an HIV commercial? Whoa. Um... I would say I would say anytime I listen to anything, at least once. Okay, and, and for you, and minimum at least once on uh, TV or yes. Well, on like on if, you, if you're watching YouTube, Hulu, anything yeah, you're on watching, any of, the, any, of the, any of the streaming platforms where the the, where the advertising comes is forced on. on you, and you can't just I don't DVR think I've ever back. seen one. Exactly, because we're homosexual, and they know that with our algorithm, and Holy they think moly. homosexuals have a higher you know chance, which chance they do because there's a you know a yes. lot of unprotected sex. However. They're, they target us. My sister gets tied in, uh, you know. De- By bowing. the way, we straight people, right. we can you still know, get like AIDS. She's a single mom. Like yeah. she, needs, like, she needs laundry. Sorry, she has, you know. Straight she's people can get AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but, it's, but, but you're get not tested, wrong, though. Like, even down to the, like, the actual listening, like, go get tested. major forms of marketing, like television commercials, that I think is like the most common, common uh, uh, understanding, commonly understood form of advertisement. Um, even on that, we're getting targeted advertising right? based off of these algorithms who are trying to determine and, d- and discern who are you as a person um, and what do you like and what can I do? Like, I'm so glad I asked you both, too, because I almost Something I, I almost considered. knew for a fact you did not, but I yeah, was just I, wondering. Well, I actually want to know what Christine I was is gonna because say, of the fact yeah. that she's a straight woman, but she also is very, very in LGBT the gay, right. in the gay community here. I feel like I have seen ads. But you're probably like, at someone else's house. No, like okay, listening okay. to music at my own house, okay. too. But I also don't necessarily pay attention to commercials, so I couldn't tell you what. <laughs> I mean, if, if you give me an option to out. skip the commercials, yeah, like right. I'm skipping them. I pay for Spotify that right. doesn't have commercials, so. Big spender. Right. Like, I don't. <laughs> Big spender. Well, right. look at her. Look at cool. Shit, um, I use every internet yeah. free, everything I can get my hands on. I I forgot to upload the Spotify premium this month. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds us, we are. I meant like on, on YouTube Spotify. though. Like if I'm watching someone on YouTube, usually they'll have a commercial. Oh yeah, no. Sometimes and, that and does come up. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's more than half the time, and like. Uh, and it probably is from the things that I share, like on Facebook. Right. right. And it it comes like from the community that I'm like tapped it's, into. It's not just each company is not data mining for themselves. They're mm-hmm. actually hiring oh, sure. out all of this work to third-party vendors and who utilize mm-hmm. right. their platforms right. I was talking about a vacation to Disney uh, one time, and like the next two and a half weeks, it was nonstop Disney, yep. Disney Cruise, Disneyland, mm-hmm. Disney Ships. The worst part is when you don't even I have your phone cruise. anywhere nearby, <laughs> and you say something uh-huh. out loud, and then the next time you get on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and an ad for that exact item yep. pops up. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon we're going to have these nanobots that are inside us and we're going to be like I mean boom and it's right nano, there. N- like nanobots I was I doing the whole thought bubble. Just last night actually I went on and bought four more uh, COVID masks mm-hmm. um, like with the vents and like some pretty pretty nice ones um, and I went back to Facebook and like refresh the page and the first like three things on my news feed were about COVID mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen anything about COVID uh, oh, at, at least in a couple of minutes, and it was like immediate. And I was like, "What the heck? Like, come on, internet, stop stalking me." Well, uh, so I want to I want to talk to you guys. Uh, I'm I am I think probably the only one in a relationship here at the moment. Um, 
So with are we the, like just bragging right now? Right, no, yeah. I'm, I'm asking. I want to. I feel really I'm the only one that lives on the river. I do have a purpose for asking this. Okay. Do you guys ever feel like you your isolation has increased since things like Tinder and Bumble and dating apps and? Social well, if you must media. know, yes, uh, it <laughs> would be nice to have someone hold me once in a while. I feel like um, Drew should have asked this while also attempting to hook us up, and that's not working. I mean, I've got What's like the deal, bro? six people for each of you. Send us the numbers, please. I will tell you, um, <laughs> Christine's not interested. Being a if you want to get with Christine, you better come like groveling and understanding the goddess that she is. Truth already. So, if you if you want some of that. She's over here like, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. That's right. You got it. You can't see my hand gesture, but that. <laughs> but that. <laughs> no, not really, because I can come. do whatever I want, when I want. And if I want people over, you know, I can still know how to social distance, you know, this but do you thing. But do, do you feel like, like with that ability to be able to say, um, now, uh, social distancing pandemic right. aside, even before the pandemic, do yeah. you feel like the act of controlling that Controlling what? Yeah. Being able to control whether or not you have somebody coming over for a hookup or somebody you go home. Like, or like, you know, back in the day before Uber, it was a lot harder to get rid of a one night stand than, <laughs> than it is now. All right, we're done. Beep, you beep, beep. Your Uber's here in five minutes. When I was 19. <laughs> See you later. Like, when I was 19, I had I a love place. Christine's deduction of that. I had a place on my own. <laughs> For a year, Just okay. If you were fucking people without cars. <laughs> like, yeah. I lived in New York. Nobody had cars. <laughs> Push them down the stoop. They'll be they fine. They got a subway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. that's really generally like. I was just gonna say like. I love it just because, but my own personal story. This you love is, dating is there, apps? Is that what you're saying? No, no, like uh, the isolation. Because okay. when I was 19, uh, that was the last time I like lived on my own, and then I got a roommate, and then from there I either always had roommates or I was with somebody. Mm -hmm. And so it's been 18 years, and so I don't feel any isolation. I feel like you kind of feel free. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's, a little it's bit free. Yeah. No, I get that. I so get that. that's how I felt different. after my ex. Yeah. My ex but I would like split. someone to hold if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. No, I, I mean just for just for like I mean, an hour, and I'm like, okay, go. I, I'm noticing this. Like, I teach I teach young younger younger people uh, uh, how to act and sing and dance. And I'm noticing in the classroom, they are all even isolating from each other in the sense that like, like even in the middle of trying to read a script, mm. we're just sitting on the floor reading lines. And they are phone in hand, looking at watching somebody's TikTok on silent. And until it's their turn or whatever. Until it's their turn to speak. But then there's no, like there's very little interaction right. with the kids in the classroom even when we're not working on something a lot of people have brought up the irony of calling it social media mm. when it's supposed to make us quote unquote more social but we are in fact becoming less becoming far less socialized mm. uh more isolated uh and a lot of problems are resulting from that like we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation uh all this all of the psychological challenges that we're facing particularly younger people uh and i'm gonna go ahead and say particularly younger people because they've not grown up without it. Yeah. yeah. So like we're able to we manage had a life without that's it. Right. Childhood without it. We yes. were probably the last generation to do so. We were. Uh, but like the those that are in well, their early early twenties and previous, particularly those in their teens, uh, currently are having one hell of a time managing all of this stuff. 
mm-hmm. because they've never known life without it. Like we can, we still remember being able to like go outside and like play outside and not only being safe to do so, but like being told to do so. Yeah. Right. Like, but our, outside, but well, our yeah, peers play. are the ones who are most to, to blame. They, we all got obsessed and I, I know I would be the same one if I had children. We all got obsessed with this new toy, the internet and mm-hmm. just social media and all of this oh, stuff sure. mm-hmm. that, 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 that came from you know, uh, the, the connection that we had. Well, it was marketed And then we to fed us. it to our kids younger and younger and younger. You know, like, it, it was our fault that our kids didn't grow up with this. You know, like, I had a uh, a cousin, you know, like, it was out of all of the, you know, I have a lot of cousins and stuff, but she made sure that the, the children until they were like eight did not watch television. They did not have iPads in the house. Like, mm-hmm. and it was just weird. And, but those kids were a lot more, involved like you said you know one's in a band now like and you know yeah. it's just like and it's like the, yeah they 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 know more how socialize. to they know how to socialize absolutely yeah um, kids get outside and play y'all right and i Go think throw the football do you something. know uh, if you'd Go like dance, to hear whatever. more on this topic join us for our after show drinking and overthinking um and we will continue discussing some of the negative but we don't have any beer technology. today i know we're not drinking I want a beer. it's weird um, it was a brahms cup and a <laughs> Red Bull on the ca- on the table here. Does that count? I don't. Know I guess technically you can be drinking. Drunk off that though. How long I mean, was I this combo? I could probably get drunk off. Drunk off. How long was this combo? Oh yeah, I forgot about the exciting. Uh, um. Anyway, so <laughs> furniture story we heard earlier. Sorry. I know. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to story on to We're gonna move on to our <laughs> half cocked and under researched <laughs> topic, <laughs> and this is in true half cocked fashion. Oh. I am going to pull something out of my anus. Anus. And anus. Yes. This is different than your ass. <laughs> I want the to anus. ask. <laughs> Who's the hottest robot? I want, you, I want to ask you guys, um, who is the most influential musical artist of your day? Oh. Let's go to Kyle first. What, what do you mean? To you oh, personally? Yeah. Your, your personal, like, your top one musical artist that you have to say, like, most of your current personality, most of your Can't current your perspective and views are kind of built around the, the the messages they say. I mean, you guys know I'm a classical musician. Absolutely. So Tchaikovsky. Good answer. I mean, like, I was asked recently, uh, you guys know Tasha uh, McCabe, McCabe. Yeah. name dropping here. Uh, Tasha, if you're listening, hello. Hello. Hello, friend. We love you. Uh, you're wonderful. You're the best. Uh, anyways, Tasha has been doing like show, this table topic show. thing on Facebook every day. And she asked recently if you could uh, have oh. any... Uh, or have front row. T- they're, they're the best. Tasha, keep doing them. Uh, um, so she she's been she asked one like earlier last week about uh, if we get a front row tickets to any concert in the world, who would we pick? And I was like Tchaikovsky. Like uh, I I realized the that dancer like, part of me would definitely say that. Too. Sure, Swan like, Lake. Tchaikovsky is one of those those composers uh, that Nutcracker? as a dancer you have to know. Yes. If you don't uh, know them, then you're uneducated. Anyways, I could probably like nerd out about him forever. Um, I consider myself like a, an elementary uh, amateur composer, mm-hmm. and um, not just Tchaikovsky, but like Russian composer, compo- composer, composers, Russian composers in general, Shostakovich. Uh, I don't know. I, there's yeah. a bunch of them. There's just so many wonderful Russian composers. I love their style of music. I love Tchaikovsky preeminently, uh, and uh, somebody modern, I guess. Sure, why not? Uh, I'm gonna, I know you didn't ask for two, but I'm going to give two, um, and it's still going to be somebody in the in the classical <laughs> realm because that's the kind of musician that I am and the sh- kind of shit that I listen to. Uh, 
Arturo Sandoval. He's a Grammy Award-winning trumpet player. I actually got to have dinner with him for my yeah, 18th birthday. I feel like we birthday. talked about him at one I think point we probably did. Um, anyways, he's uh, got a pretty remarkable story um, uh, about immigrants, which will bring us into next week. Interesting. Absolutely. But um, so uh, he's an immigrant from Cuba um, and is... Arturo, if you're listening, we'd love to have yeah. you on the show sometime. <laughs> Goodness gracious, we'd love to have you on. Uh, I wouldn't even know where to begin. But uh, for my 18th birthday, I actually got to um, got tickets to a concert of his in St. Louis. It was like a small jazz club. There's like 50 seats, uh, a real intimate club. And um, he, he did two sets. In the first set, there was uh, so there's like the downstairs restaurant or downstairs uh, club and then upstairs restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so we were having um, my family and I were having dinner upstairs during his first set. So we actually got like a two for one. We got to hear his first set and then go watch his second set. It was great. Um, and during the intermission between the two sets, he actually came upstairs and had dinner at the table next to us. So I got to like sit and like have a conversation with this guy. And he took oh, my, yeah. so you spoke to him. I did. Absolutely. I, see, I don't know if I'd have the balls to talk to somebody that I idolize that much. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you eat? Uh, I'm a, uh, I'm a former and still kind of want to be presently trumpet player. I, mean, I, I um, want to know. And he's a great, like, truly one of the world's greatest of all time trumpet players. What, um, so. what, what did he eat? What did he eat? Well, oh, sorry, I didn't hear your question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm yapping on about his trumpet abilities. Uh, s- salad, because I think I yapped his ear off for too long, and he was probably hungry as shit for his second set. <laughs> I was kind of an asshole fan. Fair enough, fair enough. Anyways, Shostakovich. No, uh, Tchaikovsky and uh, Arturo uh, Sandoval. That's him. And you, Andrew? I liked a lot of music when I was a kid and stuff, but nothing really ever hit. Um, and then I saw, um, before they really hit it big, they were just kind of doing a couple local places. But The Killers, right before they hit with their first big album, uh, Hot Fuzz, Fuss, mm-hmm. um, it like it just spoke to me. I, I, I was just in the right mind frame. Um, I'd come out about a year or two prior, uh, and that album just really hit. Um, their second album, Sam's Club, Sam's Club, <laughs> Sam's Town. I apologize. I was like, it was completely different. Uh, it had a different take, and it was <laughs> just as impressive. And just and it, ever uh, every album since I've seen them now five times in concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the Killers. Uh, something about them, just their sound, um, their they music. They kill it every time. Uh, them live. <laughs> Sorry. They got uh, a really good live show. They're they're incredible. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I've never seen them live. They're it's um, good. They're almost better live. Like and, and you don't say that. That's a pretty lot. rare. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of concerts and I've honestly been unimpressed with most. Yeah. Because I'm like, damn it, I should have just listened to the CD and saved two hundred and seventy five dollars. <laughs> but uh, if you ever want to see an awesome concert, go yeah. see the Killers. Uh, that is definitely my answer. All right, cool, Christine. That's a really hard question. I like know. I it's go to bed with a song in my head. There's a song in my head now. I wake up with a song in my head. Sing like it. I'm no. <laughs> what is the song <laughs> in your head right now? <laughs> now it's the Killers because we were just talking about <laughs> them. But before that, I was Taking Back Sunday. Oh, like okay. Taking Back Sunday used to be my absolute shit. But I followed AFI for a really long time. The Canes is my happy place. Like concerts literally make me happier I've than been to Canes once. most I can't things. Do it. I can't believe that you live in Tulsa and you've only ever been to Canes once. I went to Kane's Ben Folds a few years ago. The music iconic. was great. Ben Folds is amazing, like, but like, I, I can't do the Canes. The Canes is 
iconic. I felt like a sardine. It it's amazing. Iconic. It has like the most it's iconic. intimate they shows. They to try to pack it. There was like, that's one thing. I think there was literally like 3,500 people there the night I was if there. If you're like, listening, that, don't listen to them. The, the fire marshal would have shit his pants. Legitimately I, amazing. I, I love the Canes. The Canes <laughs> is a great, great. It's iconic, but you know, great not much. It's an amazing venue. Like Rainbow Kitten Surprise was there, and Rainbow he, Kitten Surprise. The, he his voice is so much better like live than it's it is a on the CD. Person? No, it's a band. Okay. <laughs> Rainbow Kitten Surprise. But yeah, I love music. That is surprising. The the song that's hitting hitting my all fills right now though because like you said there's songs that are in your head, mm-hmm. uh, Depeche Mode. I promise you I will. Oh yeah. Uh, that every every time I hear that song that mm-hmm. that individual song Depeche Mode is good. That individual <sighs> one like I, I just melt. That is one of the best songs ever. Right. Death so, Cab for Cutie. Okay. Transatlanticism. Like I could listen to that cover to cover. Now this may be like kind of telling for how much of a, a stoner I am, but I think my. <laughs> Leon one of my top favorites that has had like a, a, a truly like formative effect on me uh, throughout my life. And this is going to say, I know that you guys are probably going to scoff or laugh at it, but is Jason Mraz. Okay. Um, I'm not going to scoff or laugh at that dude. He brilliant. writes, he <laughs> writes in a way that like, I'm glad you hear you say that. I've got, I've heard him. I've, I've, I've had people talk such Mr. shit Z. about him I don't know. <laughs> to That's me, the, and I'm like, dude, I didn't know there was shit to be talked That's how you spell his last name, he Mr. Gave, a to Z. Yeah. I saw him in Brooklyn on my birthday mm-hmm. uh, for his last album, Yes, when he did the tour for that, and he did the Five Borough Tour. Um, That's a cool tour. My, uh, I, I got to go see him on my birthday, play live with this group called Raining Jane, and they are, I mean, all of them together, collectively, their voices make such magical harmonies that... I, I don't I don't even know like there's nothing you can do but just to sit there in awe of how they listen to each other mm-hmm. and balance so effortlessly in motion almost it, it, it's beautiful um, but I think a lot of what his writing uh, and his music especially early on had an effect on me was what was in the, the actual writing the lyrics itself and the messages that he tried to convey through his music um, there's a lot of deep 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 meaning that i think people take his like weird quirky lyrics sometimes at face value and they don't try to look mm. at it like poetry but it's poetry it's it's he's using something on the surface uh, something that seems benign to make to make a statement about something deeper uh, so he came out uh, as bisexual 2 years ago too Jason yeah. Mraz did yeah well he's he us. has been don't keep up actually with Jason Jason, Jason apparently went to i don't know that this is yeah, entirely <laughs> accurate, okay. but it I was keep up with all around. around the school like, uh, when I first went there. When I first went to college like in New York, oh, yeah. when I when I got to, to the American Musical and Dramatics Academy, there was like like the, our RAs used to tell stories Guys, about how here. Jason Mraz went there and went to AMDA and was basically told that he would never amount to anything as a performer. He was not a good singer and he left the school and it was showed them like in the, one of the dorm buildings that was just an apartment complex that they like the school, like bought up a bunch of units from, um, he lived in one of those dorms when he wrote his first album. Like badass. Yeah. What a badass. All right, dummies. Well, that is our episode tonight. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I know we have enjoyed it. Uh, Join us for tonight's 
drinking and overthinking sober edition. Be <laughs> interesting. Um, like I say, I'll find a way to get drunk off of the, the Coca-Cola in front of you there. Off the sweat off my The <laughs> sweat off of the <laughs> cup. I am that much of a lightweight. Fair enough. Ladies, right. I'm a cheap date. And so this has been Christine Akuma. Andrew Hester. Kyle Gallion. And Drew Rosine. Thanks for joining us, guys. And one, one quick thing before we oh. go. Uh, so, so, guys, uh, next week... Uh, we are right. actually going to start uh, do something a little bit different. Uh, we will have obviously the details when we get there. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw it to Kyle here sure. in a moment, but uh, we're actually going to have an interview. That's right. Uh, yeah. Kyle, tell us about that. Yeah. So we decided uh, to uh, have all four of us do our hosting uh, duties, as it were, and then in our fifth week, uh, every cycle, uh, we're going to have an interview. Um, so we can expect that in a, in our future. Every fifth uh, episode will be an interview. And uh, we wanted to do something uh, that we're passionate about and that we're interested in and also that's yeah. uh, important and meaningful to the country as a whole. And so and a topic M&M that has kind of fallen to the wayside. Yeah, lately. unfortunately, it's really kind of fallen to the wayside. Um, a and topic that we should all be, all, every single American should really be caring about I right agree. Now. So um, it was brought up, la- uh, I, I meant to bring this up in the yesterday portion, uh, the article uh, not the article, the decision that was made by um, uh, a judge in California to um, have mandatorily uh, have the children currently in detention centers, um, ICE, uh, immigration detention de- ICE detention centers, immigration detention centers, thank you, um, have them released by uh, July Friday, July 17th. Um, so with that said, uh, we will actually be interviewing two people uh, simultaneously. One of them is Matt Griffiths. He is an NYU law student and actually uh, provided uh, some information for that case and uh, helped uh, with the release of those children um, uh, in his own way um, with the words uh, that he provided to to that judge. Um, And the second person we'll be interviewing is a local uh, uh, immigration attorney. His name is Michael Abdevase, and he has uh, been practicing immigration law for... Uh, many, many years now, um, and he's uh, a, a very well versed in the whole topic, um, and I think will be informative and educational and, quite frankly, entertaining um, in kind of a sobering way. And to your point, Drew, I think we uh, need to bring this back to the forefront um, of our psyches, of our uh, social conscience, of the zeitgeist, and we you need would. to be aware of it uh, for the betterment of our society. So. Exactly. Look forward to that next week, dummies. Yeah. Join us next week and join us for the after hours show of tonight's episode where we're going to continue talking about some of the negative effects of technology and the advancement of technology. And maybe we'll touch on some of the positive effects. All right. I still want a beer. <laughs> like, I know. Like there's. All right. Bye, y'all. Peace. Uh,